Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone takes the lead in the Kilmore. Crone draws clean out from Mizzy. It's a Queensland victory. Crone beat Mizzy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mock Sports Presents the Quaddy Potty. Name is Mitchell Cashmore, joined as always by Nick Holland. You know the deal. How are you, brother? Good, mate. Always good to be on here and ready for a really good race day this weekend. Yeah, it is bloody huge this week, punters. The uh, biggest race day of the autumn has arrived. The Golden Slipper crossed with the All-Star Mile car down in Victoria. It is literally just ginormous. There's a reason why the tab is saying it's probably their biggest betting day of the year. Five Group 1s plus the All-Star Mile. Then you've got three games of NRL, three games of AFL. Saturday is going to be a gambler's paradise, and we're here to run it all through you horse racing-wise to see where if we can get you on some of those best bets. But uh, before that, last week, just a couple of things to discuss. Nick, Shelby 66 does it again and is lining up again this week. Your thoughts on this horse? Oh, you just love to see it, don't you? It's, it's great, for the, great for the sport. Um, see a genuine, pretty much donkey on a good track, get into the slop and just... Just absolutely dominate. So you love to see it. So see how how um how they rock up on the weekend this weekend for the fifth one in a row. Yeah, it's crazy. Five weeks in a row. It, I've been reading through the uh, the opinions of many long uh, uh, long tenured experts, and they're all just saying it's one of the biggest turnarounds we've seen in our careers. In five weeks' time, it's gone from losing a highway to racing in a group one and being a red hot chance you know it's it's just crazy to see and you know there's things like incentivize yeah incentivize did that but over the space of about seven months it went through you know losing a no class race to dominating group ones shelby 66 has done this in five weeks five weeks straight punters if you're not aware of how horses normally go they will normally have at least two or three weeks in between runs to uh, let them recover and make sure that they're ready to peak again in the next run. It's uh, common, but, you know, not. Uh, it's common to have a one-week backup, but not at all common to go multiple in a row, let alone five in a row, and still to continue to race to this level. We're going to discuss it more in depth later, but, yeah, just incredible. It's Jungle Edge-like, you know, a donkey that can't win a highway on a good track but gets into the slop and runs away with it. But, um... Other than that, Nick, the new market last week, just want to touch on that. That was crazy. $100 winner getting up, followed by about a $60 and then a $40 chance. Uh, the trifecta would have paid for your mortgage. What were your thoughts on it? Did you watch it? Other jockeys chose a different line and it paid off in the end. And um, yeah, you just see that trifecta. And, um, yeah, interesting on that. Um, hard to pick, so, but yeah, that's just racing. You get you get a couple of races like that a year that are just like, what the heck's going on? That's like um last year with Luna Fox winning a hundred and fifty one to one shot, and it still still got up in a Group One. So, um, it's just one of those things. So they happen, but yeah, interesting to watch. Yeah, literally, as as it crossed the line, I was uh just saying to my dad. He he was like, did you see that bullshit? And I was like, well, I don't think 
ever since Luna Fox have we seen a shit horse win a Group 1. Like, you know, yeah, it was pretty good for a New Zealand horse, but to come over and do that against Australian horses down the Flemington Strait, it's just incredible. Plus, you know, I think it fell in his lap with the way that uh, the jockeys split, the rail was on fire all day, and, you know, the roughies went one way, the guns went the other, and they, they paid for it. And so, like you said, it's that's racing. You, you, you can do all the form you want, but at the end of the day, there's nothing stopping a uh, 100-to-1 winner getting up, and the new market proved that. But uh, we'll get straight into it because there's a lot to discuss. Let's head on to the Rose Hill Rundown. Attention, punters, we have exciting news. Yes, we do. We are now on Dabble. Dabble is an Aussie-owned bookie that is absolutely changing the game of gambling. Any bets that we mention in this podcast, you can use their unique system of the copy bet feature to put the bet on yourselves with no time wasted. That's exactly right, Nico. We do the research for you, punters. We build the multis, and with the press of a single button, you can put our bets straight on. It's that easy. So you can go on the Dabble app and follow us at the Mock Sports and start winning with us this sporting season. Click the link in the show notes when signing up. Use the code the Mock Sports to let them know that we sent you. All right, the Rose Hill Rundown is here for Golden Slipper Day, one of the great days on the Australian calendar of horse racing is, of course, Golden Slipper Day. Uh, five Group 1s to be run on the day. Uh, the weather in Sydney was nice and sunny today. However, there's been a couple of showers around and a couple of more predicted to come down before race day and rain predicted to be coming on race day. So the track is currently a heavy eight. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if it dips into the soft range before race day, but then gets back up into the heavy range due to those showers because Rose Hill doesn't have amazing drainage. We've seen it in the past. Last year's um, Golden Slipper was, of course, pushed back a whole week because the drainage couldn't keep up with the rain. Um, yeah, so I'm expecting the track to play at minimum soft seven, uh, anywhere from soft seven to heavy nine throughout the day. Rails out two meters the entire circuit, which should give, leave it, give leaders a slight advantage, especially if they're near the rail. However, with the rain, back markers should have plenty of chances to win as well coming up from behind due to the slow deck. Um, straight into it, race one, the midway. Only one horse in this one that we're going to be looking at. Uh, considering if you've listened to this podcast a long time, you will know that we own the favourite, highly desired, uh, $7 to win, $2.50 to place. God, we are keen to be down there trackside on Super Day to see our horse race. Dream come true to be racing on such a day. We know it's a midway, but uh, yeah, we're very keen for it, aren't we, Nick? Yeah, 100%. Um, I 100% agree. That'll be great to watch. Um, great for you. You'll be there. I won't be, unfortunately. I'll be over at cricket finals, but um, yeah, it'll be great for you to, to get down there in the owner's box on such a big day. Oh yeah, that's for sure. Rubbing shoulders with our group one owners when we're just a humble midway horse owner, but yeah, just uh, going to be great. Last time uh, he was at Rose Hill came a stunning sixth in the uh, four pillars that shocked all of us. And the jockey said that if it was wet, probably would have won. It's going to be wet on Saturday punters. So we are absolutely, uh, we're, I can't say it enough how keen we are to see this. We might be the owner of a Metro winner come Saturday Arvo, but, you know, we won't jinx anything. We just know that you definitely go each way on this horse. Loves to win, but also loves to, uh, to place. Uh, yeah, there's not much else I can say. Timmy Clark on board. We're definitely confident with that jockey um, that jockey placing. He'll give the horse 
all the chance in the world to get over from that 13th barrier to try and get a lead going around that turn and storming all the way down the straight. But uh, yeah, hopefully Highly Desired gets up for us. Have $5 each way on him, even if you're not picking him for your bet in the race. Just have some money on for us for loyalty to the mocks. Uh, take us to race two, Nick. Race two, the Derby Monroe at the 1,200 metres. It's a pretty good race, this one, I reckon. Um, we got Meizu, the favourite, at $2.20 after two pretty good pretty good wins um, on the wet tracks, one by 1.3 lengths last last start. Um, you've got a couple of good horses in O President, Ingratiating, obviously Shakiro. Um, but the one I really like here is Minx Moment. It's in my black book. I've had it in there since its win first up last prep. Um, and I had it, have it down as great turn of foot, 1,200-meter horse, um, look at its future. Um, and on its first up, came fifth, but it was at 1,100 meters, and it, and it hit the line pretty well. So I reckon that extra 100 meters will benefit pretty well, and 1,200 meters for Minks moment will be pretty good. With J-Mac on board at $12 for the win and $3.40 for a place, Minks moment will be my race two tip. Yeah, fair enough. I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm straight into the favourite, Marzu. Been so good since he got gelded. He has absolutely romped in both starts in the prep. I know, you know, romping doesn't really describe just over a length in the win, but just go back and look at it. They were done at the top of the straight. Never in doubt at the top of the straight when he just pressed that button. Seemed to be absolutely motoring and without even getting into, you know, the gut-busting territory. So he's definitely going to have enough in the tank to get it done here. Um... Can get it done on any track, but we'll definitely prefer it soft this weekend. $2.30. I don't think you can go wrong with Marzu in the second. Uh, we move on to the 2400 metres. Uh, the first of three staying races, I believe, to happen on the day. Uh, surefire, one for you last time, Nico. And it'll be interesting to see how he goes at group level in Australia and against the stronger competition compared to what he was against last start. But definitely will love the wet and the distance coming from Europe. Uh, Mighty Bill has the chops to win for sure. He smashed it in here last start um, at Rose Hill. But I'm not sure if he can do it again after he seemed to hit a wall last uh, last run, which was at Randwick, I believe. Um, Zarek loves the wet. 2400 distance um, is a definite tick for him. Deserved favourite um, can get it done, but I can't go past no compromise. Tipped it last start and just didn't at all appreciate the slower snail tempo that was set. Wasn't able to find enough momentum to run over the top of them, despite strong as always late splits. We'll love the wet. We'll love the extra distance. $5 to win. $1.95 to place. If it gets up to $2 to place, definitely go each way, but I'm definitely going to be having a bet on no compromise to win. Look for look for it flashing really late and nabbing it on the line, I reckon. No compromise in the third for Cashy. Yeah, fair enough, mate. Um, yeah, like you said, I'm going to go with Surefire here. Good win last start, um, which I tipped out $17. I'm pretty sure it was even more than that when I tipped out. I think it was 20 odds or whatever it was, but that doesn't matter. Um, $5 for the win today, two from two, second up, and doesn't do too bad on the on the soft and heavy tracks. So I don't mind it here. So yeah, sure fire in the third. As we head on to the fourth, the 1,900 metres, the Bisley Workwear opponent stakes. The Lude is the favourite at $3.80. One last start, pretty convincingly actually at four, by four lengths. Harmony Rose as well is a pretty good horse that we need. Need to respect in this one. Welsh legend is one that we've we've followed very well over the over the past. Um, 
and I'm not too sure how, how I like him here. If it was a good track, I, I'd probably be tipping him in this one. But on the wet track, I'm not too sure about it. Um, for me, I'm going a bit rough for this one. It's going to be Bedford Square for me. $26 to win and $6.50 for a place. Um, looks thereabouts every time it's raced. The win a couple starts ago was pretty nice for me. Um, and that's pretty much cemented it for me. So, yeah, at the 1,900 meters, I reckon it'll suit a little bit nicer. Um, so, yeah, Bedford Square for me at $26 for the win, $6.50 for the place. Yeah, fair enough. Um, you've taken a lot of the words out of my mouth, so I'm just going to go straight on to my tip. Uh, Galaxy Bell was super stiff not to win behind Surefire last start. Of course, we just mentioned you tipped it, what I th- we believe was over $20. I liked the little humble brag there by saying it didn't matter that you backed such a such a roughie. But, um, yeah, in that race, got super checked in the final straight, got bumped really, really hard, but still managed to get clear late and looked home until Surefire swooped it, of course. Um, down in distance now might actually help it um, since it wasn't able to finish off there. Uh, with the soft deck, should relish the opportunity to win. Uh, I believe it is currently at the price tag of $5 to win at $1.95 to place. Again, just like my previous bet with no compromise, if the place gets over $2, definitely get on each way. But for now, it'll be Galaxy Bell to win for me in the fourth. Very nice. Uh, yes, and Nick, take us all the way to race 10 because races 5 to 9 are all group 1s and we're saving them for the tip-off. Race 10, the Tab Birthday card stakes at the 1,200 metre. I really like this race. It took me a while to pick who I wanted for the for our quaddy pick. Um, and I'm going, going with someone a bit different here. Someone that probably probably is a bit rough, but... Horse, Not really right. uh, 18 months ago. It's one of the reasons our colour scheme is uh, gold and black because it's me was just one of my favourite horses going around. Um, hasn't quite come back the same horse though after that massive uh, break. She's still got plenty of talent in her. Um, uh, you know, she came sixth in that first up in Randwick, which is fair enough. It was her first run at the 18 months, like we discussed. Um, then went to Flemington down the straight. Interesting, um, very, very interesting strategy to throw her down the straight. Didn't even hate it too much. It came eighth, but it was a big pack finish. She was only a length off. But, um, yeah, I think she just hasn't really come back the same. So I'm going to give her one more chance to have a positive run. I'll be even happy with a fourth or fifth to keep going with her. It just needs to be a positive fourth and fifth. But I definitely think the fact that she goes back around the bend where she can get some more momentum going into that straight and, um, Back to the Phillies and Mares grade. I think that's going to help her immensely instead of having to race against the boys. Uh, $7 to win, 
$2.50 to place. I think third up, she's ready to peak. She hasn't seen heavy territory, but she's won twice on soft. Uh, yeah, not more I can say. It's me for me in the last at Rose Hill. And uh, that's going to conclude the Rose Hill rundown very, very quick due to most of half the card actually being in the tip-off. So we'll head straight there. Let's head to the tip-off. Nicholas, my friend, are you tired of the big bookies keeping you down? Yes, I am. Well, what if I told you there was an Aussie-owned bookie out there and they would keep your best interests at heart? You're kidding. There can't be. Well, with PlayUp, you can get access to some of the best quality customer service that I have ever seen from a bookie. Don't tell me there's a link in our Instagram bio to sign up with. Oh, you bet there is, Nico. Head to the show notes or in the link in our Instagram bio and you can sign up with PlayUp today and you can start getting access to not only amazing customer service, but also a wide range of incredible weekly promotions and offers. Tell them we sent you and they will look after you unlike the big bookies. All right, the great tip-off, the race to see who the punter of the autumn is still red hot at the moment. Um, uh, Nico holds the lead over me at the moment, mate. Do you reckon you're going to be able to hold it after today? Who knows, mate? Like, anyone can get a break. It's a couple of big races here, so, um, yeah, lots, lots of things on. So we'll wait and see after this week. It'll be a big telling point in the rest of the, in the, rest of the carnival. Yeah, that's for sure. We'll... Uh, we are not here to muck around. Let's head straight into the Ranvit Race 5 at Rose Hill, I believe it is on the cards. 2,000 metres, the Stayers Race. Only six in the field, as everyone has been scared off by Very Elegant. Does anybody beat her? Nah. I don't even reckon there's any point talking too much about this. Um, I think, yeah, she's a moral in this one. Um, yeah, you'd be, you'd be foolish to go otherwise, I'd say. Um, just don't bet on it, I'd say. Don't put any bets on, but I don't see it losing. So we'll clear that one out of the way, Cash, because we both know we're going to be tipping that in the fifth. Well, yeah, I just want to quickly say um, I'm tipping it, of course. Very elegant going to be my bet. Um, well, thanks for that. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you in the fact that don't bet on it. Just sit back and watch the Queen do her thing. I think even with the slow tempo... That, that she gets it done. She doesn't normally like a slow tempo with the small fields, but I don't think anything beats it. But if you're looking for a Quinella, I just uh, want to throw some value out punting-wise. I think Entente with the slow tempo could get up to the front and certainly uh, eventually going to get chased down by Very Elegant. I think, yeah, Entente to be a Quinella with Very Elegant, maybe even Montefilia for a trifecta. But, yeah, just wanted to throw that out if you want to... Uh, Put an exotic on, but when it comes to the wins, like Nick said, just sit back and watch. Um, sixth, Rose Hill Guineas, Nickus. What Nickus? Nicholas, what are your thoughts? Yes. It's a first four horses, I reckon, are the, the four ones that you've got to be watching for in this one, obviously. Um, Forgot You is a pretty good horse. Profondo didn't look good first up, but... um. He's probably one of the best horses going around as a three-year-old, one of the most famous Australian horses at the moment, one of the best ones that they're talking about, it. that's for sure. Um, Convergent Animo have been battling it off the last couple of starts, and Converge has got the, the last laugh currently. But um, we know what Animo can do. Animo is such a good horse, um, can always get it done. But I'm really liking Profondo in this one. I just feel like... Should look a little bit better. Um, the distance might do a bit better for 
for him as well. So um, with Huey Bowman on board, Huey Bowman knows how to race in big races. So Profondo for me in the guineas. Yeah, fair enough. I'm not going to be with Profondo, but I think this is going to be a big telling point if Profondo is going to be able to go on to those big stayers races uh, later in the autumn, such as the Queen Elizabeth and things such as the Cox Plate in uh, the spring, as so many experts have been saying that he reads as a Cox Plate type of a horse. So this is going to be the first telling point if he's actually going to be able to run out a strong 2,000 metres. Same goes for Converge. You know, you, We both know that we're big Converge men. The whole reason that I'm not tipping him here is the fact that I just don't think that 2,000 metres is going to be able to be done by this horse. I'd, I'd love to be proven wrong, but I think 2,000 metres is just too far for this horse to run a really strong lead of a race, um, especially when it's got Animo and Profondo uh, rising up the rear. Like you said, out of those top four weights, I don't see anything really getting up. Forgot You is a black booker of mine. Uh, as long listeners of the podcast will know, big fan of it, but I think it'll come just short of uh, Animo. I think the Animo Profondo Forgot You trifecta is definitely on here. Don't know who comes second to Animo, but yeah. Uh, had Animo tipped in the futures bets in the punt of the future segment as well. Didn't uh, get up for me last start, of course. Converge got the last laugh and uh, ruined my bet in the Randwick Guineas. But yeah, I had another go in the Rose Hill Guineas. Um, got it, I think, four fifty into two dollars now. Um, yeah, back to the the sort of distance that it really seems to to relish. Like you know, the only time it's come gone to two thousand meters was um. Uh, was a second placing, but you know we all know that this horse is a miler to a stayer. So um, yeah, there's, there's much, not much more I can say. Everyone knows that Animo is a bit of a bit of a freak. Best three-year-old in the country at the moment for a reason. J Mac on board, he'll give him an absolute peach. I think he'll come right off the back of winning one stayer's race on very elegant. Jump onto his other boom stayer and Animo and get the double here. $2 to win. Can't go past him, unfortunately, despite the fact that I don't like that there's no value in it. Just have to be with Animo. Fair enough, mate. Yes, race seven, the 1,500 metres, George Ryder stakes. Nicholas, who wins and why? Um, I've tossed and turned about this one. I really like Colette, but I'm going to go with um, Forbidden Love. Um, it's one of my mate's horses, actually, who's won a lot of money off this horse. Um, but yeah, it's just an absolute swimmer. If it, if there's there's set to be a bit of rain tomorrow night, um, and then early in the morning on Saturday, so it should should load up as a heavy deck, and I hope it gets chopped up a little bit because he's an absolute absolute loves the slop. Um, if you watch his race, I think it was last week or might have been the week before, just just absolutely dominated, just extended the lead by just two lengths to um in front of Lighthouse. It was just a it was really good to watch. So. Yeah, forbidden love for me. Um, absolute swimmer. Yeah, fair enough. I was. Uh, I also don't really see anyone coming out of it other than Moanga Private Eye and Forbidden Love. I think the rest are running for second. Um, but there are some, you know, such as racing. We discussed it earlier. The, it's a quality field for a reason. Anybody could really get up if they get the breaks. Um, I was really tossing and turning between Moanga and Private Eye. Two of um, two horses I really, really enjoy watching the way they go about it. Um, I think Private Eye from the first barrier is a bit of a risky bet, but I'm going to jump on it anyway. I just think Private Eye really reads to me as a race he can win. Yes, he'll get shuffled quite back in the field from the first barrier, um, 
but um, the form held up uh, from that Forbidden Love race that you mentioned uh, two weeks ago at Randwick, Nick. Forbidden Love, of course, extended that lead over Lighthouse and got it done. Lighthouse came out and won the Cornwall Classic last week. So if the Forbidden Love, um, the Forbidden Love form holds up, Private Eye could certainly turn the tables here on the horse in question. Your tip, Forbidden Love, and go to get over the line at six dollars fifty to two dollars thirty to place. Um, I also think out of that race had the best late last six hundred. Had to do it real wide as well, come up wide. Um, but I think that's just the sort of way he likes to get it done. He's won a lot of races that way by popping out real wide in um, in the straight and just storming down the outside. Yeah, I think he is. I think he's real in form. Sports bets put it as best of the day. I'm not sure if I like that tag, but um, yeah, can't go past Private Eye here. Six dollars fifty to win, two dollars thirty each way on Private Eye for me and the George Ryder. Um, the Galaxy race uh, nine on the card. We'll save the Golden Slipper for last since it's the uh, biggest of the day. But I'll tell you what, Nick, it was the hardest race I've ever had to pick, and I'm really keen to hear your thoughts. Um, but I'm gonna go with long term favourite here. Um, Isotope. Oh, I didn't. I said I didn't mind away game. I thought away game had a really strong run over at Caulfield. So um, yeah, it's a it's a pretty good value bet, I'd say. But yeah, Isotope is is gonna be too good for this one. But yeah, like I said, one of the hardest races I've ever had to pick. Definite race of the day. Um, I agree, Nick, that Isotope might be just too good here. Uh, this is its grand final. Unlike the rest of the horses in the field, Isotope has been set for this race from the start. Uh, it's been geared up beautifully for this race. Won excellently on Magic Millions Day. Um, as you probably said, like I, like I said earlier, I couldn't hear what you said. You probably gave a stellar rundown of the horse, so I won't say much else about it. Um, Paul Elliott, Black Booker of ours, can always get it done. However, the only reason I'm not on it is the fact that it doesn't really like getting away from Ranwick and it's drawn the car park, so I'm not quite sure if Rachel King is going to be able to steer it all the way for a victory from out there, but $3.50 to place could be cheeky and definitely throw it in your first fours and quarties just in case it gets up. But, um, yeah, uh, also in the Congo, I think the market's forgotten about in the Congo, has some amazing form. It's beaten Animo in the past as well as running a narrow second to it, and Animo form is some of the best form going around the country at the moment. $12 to win there and $3.80 to place. Definitely have that a fiver each way on that if you're looking for some value or have it in your quaddies and first fours because I reckon it will feature. But as I discussed earlier, Shelby 66, it's just a phenomenon and I can't jump off, you know. Five weeks straight. Two seconds, two wins, and, you know, it's going to be wet. So the track's going to play into his conditions yet again. Um, and it's going to he's going to really appreciate that fast tempo that they said. If it was a slow tempo, I wouldn't think that Shelby 66 gets up here. But from that fourth barrier, that fast tempo the leaders will set, I reckon he could fly around that corner and absolutely storm past them in the straight in that mud. I wouldn't be shocked whatsoever, and at thirteen dollars to win and four dollars to place, I really want to find out if this horse can go five weeks straight and win yet again. This time in a Group One, I just can't possibly jump off. But I mentioned a couple other horses there. If you don't agree with me, that I could definitely respect you getting on. Um, okay, we'll go down to Flemington. Nick All Star Mile. Who have you got? Oh, you go first this one, mate. I want to see who you got first. 
Okay, I'm gonna go, I'm just gonna keep it simple. I really don't see anything else but Zaki and I'm Thunderstruck getting up, and I'm siding with the, the Zaki, the favourite, Jamie Carr on board. Uh, 15th Barrow is a bit of a worry, but, you know, we've doubted Zaki before, and Zaki's come back and won anyway. $3.30 is probably a little short in the market. I would have liked it around the $4.450 mark. But yeah, I think uh, if Zaki pushes forward, sets a really strong tempo at the start, I'm not sure anyone could run past it, apart from I'm Thunderstruck, who could definitely flash late and nab it on the line. I think despite the fact that it didn't win last start, the, the run first up for Zaki was great. Of course, nabbed on the line by Inspirational Girl. I just don't think anyone beats Zaki personally, but Nick, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, i got to go with... My boy, I'm Thunderstruck. Um, yeah, absolutely love this horse. So, yeah, can't get off now. Um, gets it done on whatever track it is. So, I'm Thunderstruck at $7 is my tip for the All-Star. Fair enough. We go back to Rose Hill for the namesake of the day, the Golden Slipper. Two-year-old race. I think the conditions on the day is what's going to determine it because a lot of these horses are going to be ruled out if it's a bottomless track and it's going to fall in the lap of others if it is. Um, yeah, anything can happen in these races. The two-year-olds are always unpredictable. And, you know, we've seen in the last 10 years, the winner of this one probably won't even go on to do much because of the Golden Slipper curse. But, uh, Nick, what are your thoughts on this race? Yeah, it's it's always a tough one to pick. You've got Cool and Gatto, who's an absolute dominant horse. But um, the gap really scares us with how it's had since her last race. Um, yes. Won the, won the Magic Millions. Um, almost got chipped at the end by Russian Conquest. But yeah, it's it's been a dominant horse in in all three of its runs. But I'm not too sure about this break. Hey, um, you got a couple different ones, but you you never know. Like you get you can get an absolute like twenty dollar chance get up here, and no one would really be surprised because it's just one of those two year old races where they um they just turn up. Who knows what happens? Like for example, um. What what stops um someone like seven veals? That's twenty six dollars from just having a good ride. It's only had two runs. It's going to be peaking for the third one. Just who who knows? It could be just the best third up horse. That you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're not wrong. Anything can happen. So um, it's a tough one. But um, I'm going to stick with the favorite, Cool and Gatter. Just been too impressed by his first three runs, um, three wins, and um, looking for four in a row here. I think it's a I remember watching it first up for its debut, and it was just insane. So, cool and gather for me in the sliver. Look, yeah, would not be shocked whatsoever. Not a single bit if cool and gather gets up. But, you know, for some reason, I just can't seem to get around it. I feel like she's too vulnerable coming up, uh, you know, eight, nine weeks in between runs. That's a long break to be doing it first up. But, you know, it is a semi-weak field considering the last few Golden Slippers. Like, I mean, between you and me, I don't see any Animo-like horses coming out of this. Of course, Animo came out of last year's. Um, but, yeah, again, wouldn't be surprised if Cool and Gatta gets up. Uh, her old running mate, Russian Conquest, wouldn't be surprised there as well, as well as Sajardin. Sajardin's liked by a lot of the experts. Um, anyone could really get up. And like you said, there's nothing stopping from a Ruffy getting up. So I'm going back 
to the drawing board one more time, Lady Laguna. She is my futures tip that I backed two months out from the race. Got her at 51s. I thought she'd be starting at about 20s. She's starting at 41. That doesn't make me super confident, but hey, I tipped stay inside three months out last year and look what happened. So maybe I've, I'll go two for two when it comes to picking the slipper bet um, a couple months out. Uh, you know, she's proven on a wet track, so we know that she can get it done. She's, uh, um, unlike Cool and Gatter, she's been racing on these, you know, bottomless, uh, autumn Sydney tracks the whole prep. Like, so she's ready to race. Um, I believe she is, uh, going into this, uh, fourth up, ready to peak. Um, like I said, unlike Cool and Gatter, Cool and Gatter only raced on summer tracks hasn't gotten her toe into these very, very um, testing Sydney tracks that we've seen. They've been like heavy 10 slops every single week. Lady Laguna has been there. She's done that. She's gone to the races. She's won. She's come second very narrowly. She's also come third very narrowly. I just, I wouldn't be surprised if she gets up here. Linda Meach is one of those jockeys that knows how to get a roughie up. She'll be starting from, I think, like the 10th barrier once the emergencies come out, and that's a great spot to be this late in the day on a heavy track if the if it is so choppy. Um, yeah, I just think, you know, Nisham said, this is the horse. If She said, if I'm going to win the slipper this year, this is the horse that's going to do it for me. She reads as such a slipper type. I completely agree with her. I think $41 is completely over. Like I said, I would have thought she'd be at around the 20s considering the run she's had. The only other horse that I think could potentially take it away from her is She's Extreme. Going to have to be hard to do it off the one-week backup, but like we've seen with, seen with Shelby 66, it's definitely doable. $8.50 to win, $2.90 to place. Each way bet there could certainly be on. Imagine if that comes off with the Quinella. That would be phenomenal, but uh, not quite sure. That's going to happen, but uh, yeah. Lady Laguna, I'm going really, really rough, but it, I could either look like an idiot or I could look like an absolute genius if this comes off. Definitely more of an interest in the place market. The $11 punters, if you're not keen on the $41 to win, I think a $5 on the $11 to place could be absolute, uh, a brilliant bet to have. But uh, yeah, not much else to say. Lady Laguna in the slipper for Cashy. Very nice, mate. All right, Nick, quickly, have you found anything around Australia in the around the grounds that you'd like to go through? Oh, not necessarily. There's there's some good races around about, um, and I, I think I'll just be sticking with those ones, to be honest. What about you? Uh, fair enough. I'm just going to throw out just one, and that is uh, Yonts paying $1.70 in the third at Flemington. Purely, uh, you know, I'm not going to be having it on the wind because it's so short, but I just think if you want a multi-leg, on the weekend, punters, I think Yonce can get it done for you. We've seen, hasn't put a foot wrong its whole career and just continues to step up in grade and continues to get it done. I think that continues here. Um, let's head into the quaddy, Nick. We're two weeks running. Can we go three for three in the quaddy? God, I would love to see it. Who have we got in the first couple of races? I'll go back, sorry. I've, I've found one. Chapelli. Oh. Chapelli in race six. I know I'll get some, I'll cop some smack if I don't tip it. So yeah, Chapelli. Two dollars ninety for for a win. That's that's major overs for that one. Uh, big win for Chapelli on the weekend at Kembla Ranch. Ah, fair enough at the Kembla. Yeah, mate. That's it. Okay. Okay. Take us through the quality now, Nick. Race seven, race eight. Who have we got? 
Race number seven, we have Private Eye, Mawanga, Colette, and Forbidden Love. Race eight, we got Lady Laguna, She's Extreme, Cool and Gatta, and Sergurgeon. Who do we have? In race nine, we've got my tip, Shelby 66, your tip, Isotope. Then we've got old favorite, Paul Lelly, and my value tip in, in the Congo. And in the last race, we've gone a little wider just to make sure we cover... All our bases since the very open race, we've got my tip, It's Me, your tip, Samut, Mar Busher, Emanate, and the favourite, Mallory, just to cover our bums there. $50 punters gets you 15.5% to try and go three for three in the last three weeks for the quaddies. It would be great to see on the quaddy potty. We didn't have great luck in the spring. We're having much better luck this season, punters, and I hope you're enjoying the spoils. Uh, anything to say to the punters before we sign off, Nicholas? Uh, nah, nothing for me, lads. Good weekend coming up, so yeah, just enjoy it. Uh, yeah, fair enough. The only thing I have to say is get on Dabble Punters. Follow us at the Mock Sports. Use the code the Mock Sports when you sign up to let us know you sent us. If you're confused at any tips we've thrown out on this podcast, they're going to be up on Dabble. You're going to be able to copy them into your bet slip with the click of a button with their copy bet feature. Never miss a bet we place. Win with us this autumn carnival on dabble punters but that's the only thing i have to say if uh you've got nothing left to say nick before we go should we say goodbye no worries yeah see you lads have a good weekend Game responsibly lads have a good weekend and we'll see you back here next week